Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirim Vehayim Amen. Daf Yudalid. Today's Daf is being studied Lealu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tenihanu Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied Lealu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tenihanu Began Eden Amen. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Yudalid Amud Rishon and we are three lines from the top. We previously discussed a pasuk. The pasuk says, "Asher kumetu velo et nahar yutzak yesodam." And we understood that there were certain generations that were ordained to be before their time, which means they were supposed to be created before the world. 974 generations actually before the world was created. But Borei Olam saw that the world cannot exist for so many years before Matan Torah. So therefore God took those Neshamot and they were destined to be Neshaim. And eventually they were scattered around throughout the generations. The Gemara says they were the Azeh Panim of the generation. They're the brazen people that are in every generation of from that from that time. And as she says, based on the Gemara, that their fate is in the Hardinor, in the fiery uh, river, over there where they burn in Gainam. Now, Rav Nachman Ben Yitzhak is an alternate interpretation. Rav Nachman Ben Yitzhak Amar, Asher Kumetu, says that they were ordained Livracha. Oh, this place is a Pasuk Livracha. It's a good thing, it's a positive. Dikhtiv, Elu Tamidea Hachamim, these are the Tamidea Hachamim, Shemekamedim Atzmam, which means they mitzahed themselves. They they suffer al Torah. Which means they pain themselves to understand and study the Torah ba'alam azeh. Akados baruchum megalelehim so de'alam abba. So Borei Olam is going to reward them by giving them the secrets of Torah in olam abba. Shneimar nahar yutzak yesodam. The pasuk says that nahar yutzak. Now what does this uh, mean over here? So the Mefarshim explain that the pasuk according to this version is asher kumetu. The, the, the last word of the pasuk is Asher kumetu velo et. So what does it mean velo et? So I saw one of the mefarshim explain that there's a pasuk that says et lahasot lahashem eferu toratecha. That if a person uh, is sets times for Torah, so he's breaking the covenant of God. Because we're not supposed to set times for Torah. Every time is supposed to be for Torah. So the true Tamidah Chamim, they don't designate times per se for Torah. Every time is Torah. And that's why these Chamim are referred to as Shir Kumetu Beloet. These people do not have a time. Which means their whole life is one big time zone for the study of Torah. And therefore, what does it say? In the Olam because they paid themselves and studied in continuous basis, they're going to be rewarded with the Sitre Torah, which is alluded to in Nahar Yutzak Yesodam, which is the Sodot. Yesodam is Menashon Sod. They're going to be uh, showered with the river of Sod of the secrets of the Torah. Amar Shemuel Bar Rav. Shemuel tells Bar Uriya. Bar Uriya means Ben Torah. Come, I will tell you a Hiddush. 
that your father Rav used to say. Every day, angels are created from the Hardinur, from this river of fire. They praise God in song. And then they become batel. They expire. It's every morning, new angels are created and they uh, promote uh, the which means and they praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a great manner every time HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a Dibur uh, a word comes out of his mouth. So the Malachim are not created from the Abdinur, but they're created actually from the speech of a Kadosh Baruch Hu Shneemar. Bidvar Hashem Shamaim Nasu Ubruah Piv is the key part of the pasuk. Called Sevaam is referring to the angels. Sevaam is the host of angels and how it's created. Bruah Piv with the uh, with his Kadosh Baruch Hu is mouth. Now the Gemara is going to discuss. Different stirot in Pesukim. Katuve Hadomer, one Pesuk says, Levushe ketlag hivar vesear, let's get the girsa, resha keamar neka. One Pesuk says, referring to Akados Baruchu, Kevyachol, his clothes are white, ketlag hivar, like white snow, usar resha, and the hair of his head, keamar neka, like clean white wool. Uchtiv, we have another pasuk that says kibusotav tal talim shehoreot kaorev that God's hair kibyachol again is black. So the Gemara says, make up your mind: is the hair is the image uh, black or white? Now again, we're referring to Aviyah when Olam appears to the Nevi'im in their dreams. So God appears to them in different forms. Now, of course, in no goof, in no demutaguf, there is no image of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. This is just the way Borei Olam manifests the image to the Prophet. Sometimes he's in black, or he's like a young man that has black hair, or sometimes he appears like an old man in white. So the Gemara says, like Ashia, can be Shiva, can be Milhama. Depends. If he's in Yeshiva, which is he's in Deen, he's in time of judgment, so then already he appears like a Zakin. Like an old sage. However, if he's in uh, war time, so then already Bishat Melchamah, he comes as a young man. Hashem Ish Melchamah, because a young man is uh, involved in battle. In the Yeshiva, meaning in Betin, there's nobody better than a Zaken, meaning an old sagacious person. That's the white here. And there's no better person in a war than somebody that is a Bahur, which is young, and that hence the black hair. Comes the Gemara and continues. It refers to God's chair. That's Kursiyeh refers to one chair. Akadosh Baruch Hu has. So he has a Kursiyeh as a chair. Uchtiv echadameh, but another pasuk says, Adi karsevan ramyov ve'atik yomin yativ. So karsevan is plural, that he has many chairs. So the question is, how many kisei kamar is there? One or two? So the question is, lakasha, echad lo ve'echad le David. One is for him and one is for David and Melech. Kedetanya, we have a bright eye. Had lo, be had David, we don't be Akiva. That's the Akiva's opinion. Amar lo, be you say, Gilili, Akiva, Admatai, or say Shekhinah Hol. What are you making Shekhinah mundane? You're putting a human being next to the Shekhinah that's lowering a Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kibyakhol. Ela, a had le deen, the had le staka. There's two chairs. This Kisid deen, this Kisid Ahamim. So one chair is the Midat Adina, one chair is the for, for Tzedakah for Rahamim. Like we say sometimes in the Tafila, Amod, Mikisidin, Veshev, Akisid, Rahamim. 
kibla mine or lo kibla mine. Did Rabbi Akiva accept this new interpretation or not? Tashema echad ladin vechad stakad devre Rabbi Akiva. So indeed, you see, Rabbi Akiva did accept it. Amar Rabbi Elazar ben Azariya, but Rabbi Elazar ben Azariya had a problem with this derasha. Akiva. Malikha it's an agada. What are you giving the rashot? Klach midberotecha it's a negaim ba'odot. Klach means all. All your derashot should be in your expertise. Negaim and ahalot, which is the deep halachot of the Torah. Don't, don't spend your time giving derashot. Ela ehad lekise vehad lesherafraf. The two chairs. One is literally a chair and one is like a footstool. Kise lesherafraf, sherafraf laadom naglav. That's so to speak for the legs of Hashem Baruch Hu. Shereivara Shemaim Kisi Laaris Adom Raglai. Now, just a few insights on this last piece of Gemara that we just read. Gemara says after Rabbi Akiva said that David Amelik is sitting on the chair, so the rabbis questioned him. What was the question? Rabbi Yosegelili said, "Admatai Ata Ose Shechina Hol Etzel Shechina." Until when you make the Shechina mundane. As if this was not the first time. Admatai, until when? So the Asun Mefashim said that this is based on another Gemara that says that there was a rabbi called Shimon Amsuni. He was Doresh, all the Itin in the Torah. Anytime he said the word it. When it came to the Pasuk, et Hashem Katira, he was Poresh. He could not uh, explain what the it is coming to include. So you see again, the Biakiva. Brought a human being next to the Shekhinah et rabot tamidah chamim. So Rabbi Yosegilu says, Ad matai ata oseh hol etzel Shekhinah. This is not the first time. You already gave it to Hashem et Hashem Gatirah. Now already you come along and say, David Amelik is sitting next to the Shekhinah. So that was the lashon of Ad matai. Comes the Gemara and continues and says, When Avdimi came from Eris Yisrael to Babel, he said, Shemona, I say, Kelalot, Kedel, Yishaya, Yisrael. There were 18 different Kelalot that Yishaya, the prophet, cursed B'nai Yisrael. Velon et karera dato, ad shamad lahem amikrazeh. And he was not, he did not cool down from the curses. He was not appeased until he gave them this final curse. Yidhavu anar bezakin, which means the na, the young one, is going to disrespect the zakin, the older one. It's going to be disrespect. It's going to be chutzpah, the youth over the adults. And the low person, the low respected person, is going to rise up against the respected one. So now the Gemara is going to explain exactly what the Shemunah Asteqin Alot were and why he was uh, appeased only with this last one. Shemunah Asteqin Alot, Mayninhu, what are they? So the Gemara now comes and lists them. Because it says, God is going to remove from Yerushalayim and Yehuda, number one, Aleph, Mashain. Okay, Mashain means support in the masculine sense. Mashaina is number two, that is in a female uh, sense of a uh, support. Kol Mishan Lechem, all support from bread, that's number three. Number four, Vechol Mishan Maim, all support from water. Number five, Gibor, so that the strong one. Number six, Ish Milchama. Number seven, Shofet. Number eight, Venavi, the prophet. Tet Vekosem, we'll see what Kosem means. Yud is Zaken. Uh, 11 is Sar Hamishim, we'll see what that means. 12 is Unsu Banim, that's the respected ones. 13, Yu'ets, the advisors. 14, Hakam Hadashim, Hachamim. Uh, 15, Unvon Lahash, the wise men of the mysteries of the Torah. 
16 would be Venatati Ne'arim Sarem. The uh, young ones are going to be the captains over the people. Number 17, Bam, and foxes are going to rule over them. So now the Gemara is going to explain one at a time exactly what these 18 Kelalot were. And the Gemara begins, Masha'en Elu Ba'ale Mikra. That's referring to those that are experts in the 24 books of the Tanakh. And they call them Masha'en. Uh, because uh, that is the support of a human being, the study of the Tanakh. That's referring to those that study Mishnah. Now again, we have to uh, understand that all these are curses, which means there's not going to be any Baal Mikra in Yerushalayim. There's not going to be any Baal Mishnah. Who's an example of a Baal Mishnah? Kegon Rabbi Yehuda ben Temah some say there were actually 600 orders of the Mishnayot. We have Shisha Sadre Mishnah. It says there was a time there were 600 orders of the Mishnah. There were 700 orders of the Mishnah. What does it mean? All support of bread. That's referring to the Talmud, which is the Ikar understanding of the Mishnayot. says, Go and uh, support yourself with the bread and the wine. What is that referring to? To the study of the Talmud, which is the Ikar. Understanding as we said That she says that just like one relies on bread to sustain himself, one relies on the psakim of the shas in order to support himself halakhically. What is the support of water? Those are the, the ones that are experts in the dirashot of the hakamim. Shemoshin adam kamayim. Bagada, that they draw a person's heart like water. Like water is drawn, like flows, so to the Agada draws a person. That's called Mish'an Ma'im. Gibor, ze Ba'al Shimu'ot. That's somebody that's expert in Halakha. He's called the Gibor because he always has the answer. Whenever he asks him a question in Halakha, he's able to give a Psaq Halakha. Right? That she says, Shishama Halakhot Pesukot Merabota Vishigurot Befiv. He has a tradition from his rabbis in Halakhot and is fluent in his mouth. That is somebody that is able to uh, literally uh, give and take in the battle of Torah. Which means in the pool, he can ask questions, he give answers. Shofet is a judge that gives a true judgment that doesn't get tricked by the litigants. Navi is a prophet. Kosem zemelech. That kosem literally means a magician, but a magician has no understanding over here. So the Gemara says referring to a king. Shneemar kosem asifte melech. And the Hachamim explained because a king also, according to the Gemara, says he has to be an expert in kishuf uh, in order to uh, uh, judge uh, different situations. So therefore, they call the uh, king a kosem. Zaken zeshenauli shiva. Someone that is raui to be in the uh, yeshiva, that she says, It's really an advisor on all subjects. Sar hamishim, al tekre sar hamishim, ela sar humashin. 
זה שיודע לסיים יותר מחמישה חמישי תורה. He's an expert in the five books. Not as opposed to the first one was Baalim Mikra, that's an expert in the 24 books. This is Sare Humashin, he's expert in the five books, in the Humash. Davara Hayat, another interpretation, Sar Hamishin, Kedrabi Abu. Tamar Bi Abu, Mikan Shein, Mahamidim, Meturgeman, or Sibur, Pachot, Mahamishim Shana. That once we should not put a Meturgeman, a translator for the Sibur, a person less than 50. It seems not kavuf for sibur to have somebody stand up there and translate the shiur unless he's 50 years old. Unso panim, unso panim means somebody has respected. Jeez, this is somebody that uh, they give favoritism to the generation in heaven because of that person's presence in the generation. Kegon, Rav Hanina ben Dosa. Like Rav Hanina ben Dosa. In his generation, he was the Gadol Ador, and in heaven, his opinion was taken very, very seriously, and therefore God gave favoritism to the generation. Lemata, now on earth, which means there are certain great rabbis of the generation that are able to uh, uh, beseech the Caesar in order to get uh, um, clemency from different Gazerot. Who is that like? Like Rabbi Abu in the house of the uh, Caesar. Tosfot says that, not, that's not to say that Rabbi Abu was not Hashuv Lema'la. He was also Hashuv Lema'ta. And Tosfot says, Shegam bedoro ayu anche ma'ase kemoto. Which means, he wasn't the great rabbi of the generation of Hanina bin Nusar. If Hanina bin Nusar was the great rabbi of the generation, therefore they give him, he's the one that was able to affect Lema'la. But uh, Rabbi Abu, they don't give him the Zikut Lema'la. So other rabbis just as great as him. So they give him the Zikut that he was able to affect the uh, Caesar Lema'ta. Yo'etz, sheyodea le'abir shanim v'lekbawa chodashim. Yo'etz is the one that's able to establish the leap months and leap years, which is a very difficult mathematical computation. Ha'cham, ze'talmid ha'machim et'rabotav. That's a, uh, a student or a ha'cham or talmid that's able to bring wisdom to his rabbis. Which means that he's able to make his rabbis smart from the different questions that he asks and his interpretations. Hadashim, so explain this to the different explanations. Hakam is one and Harashim is one in order to get to 18. That means definitely a person who is deaf. Which means he deaf or he, he mutes everybody will say. Which is such a tamina khanda. When he opens his mouth Everybody becomes muted. They can't say anything because his perushim uh, are so uh, irrefutable. Venavon, zeyamevin davan betotavat. Somebody that understands from the information you give him, he can derive uh, new information from it. Lachash, zeyashadaulim solo devre Torah shnetna belachash. Somebody that's worthy to receive the Torah that was given belachash. Uh, what does that mean? That was given belachash. That she says, Kegon Abedin Vidibod Doeg Bikirbo. So it means that somebody says, I will learn Masebet Kaba. Like an Abedin that we said that is uh, mature enough, that is taking this uh, stuff uh, seriously, so that's, uh, we're going to lose that out uh, as well. Venatati Naharim Sarehim. It says, and the young ones are going to be the captains over the uh, older ones. My Venatati Naharim Sarehim, Amra bin Azar Elu bin Adam Shimino Arim bin Amitzvot. It doesn't literally mean young ones, it means ones, those that are empty, void from mitzvot, they're going to be in charge. Foxes, the sons of foxes, which means Ta'alulim has two lemons. So it's teaching us over here that the sly people are going to be in charge of Am Yisrael. Ta'aluli, ta'ale, ba'ta'ale. I mean the foxes, the son of foxes. Ve'lon, it's karirad aton. He wasn't settled, his mind. Ad she'amalem yiravu an-na'ar be'zakin. Elu b'nei adam she'minu'arim min ha'mitzvot. These are the ones that are minu'arim. They're empty from mitzvot. Yiravu, they're going to rise up. 
They're going to rise up against the ones that are filled with mitzvot karimon. Literally means the light one is going to rise up against the heavy one. Nikle is kal and kavir is heavy. What does this mean? Yavo mishahamurot domot alav kikalot kekulot v'yiravu b'mishikalot domot alav kahamurot. The one that treats the serious mitzvot like light ones is going to rise up against the one that treats light mitzvot like the heavy ones. So that's the nikle, the light one, is going to rise up against the heavy one. Now what does this mean over here that Yeshaya was appeased? As if he had a revenge, he wasn't happy, he gave 18 kedalot, and he wasn't happy until he said that the young ones are going to rise up against the old ones. So the Mepharshim uh, explained over here that it actually is a reference to... Uh, when it says at the end of Masechet Sotah, that before the Mashiach comes, one of the telltale signs is going to be is going to be insolence. So a great amount of arrogance in the youth rising up against the old. So therefore, when he said this telltale sign, he was happy, so to speak, because then already he knew that if that happens, that means Mashiach is on the way. So that was a sign of the Geulah. Others explain that he was concerned because the Gemara says that the Hachamim are judged for not rebuking the generation. But when he saw that it's the youth are going to rise up against the old ones, so he understood that they are going to rebuke, and that's why they're getting uh, disrespected. So therefore he was happy at least that uh, there was rebuke being given by the Hachamim, and it wasn't heeded, but that's fine. At least the Hachamim are not going to get punished. Because they were not taken seriously. So all these people are going to argue, or they not? They exist? What's the exact? No, which means saying, all these people are, are going to be. What is it? What? That you have these, all these different type of people? All these people are going to cease to exist. No more Hakamim, no more Baalim no more Baalim no more Baalim Talmud, no more Hakamim, no more Yu'atzim, no more Neviim, no more Shoftim. All these people are going to cease to exist at the time of the destruction of Yerushalayim. But still, even at the time of the. Uh, Kishalon of the failure of Yerushalayim, lo pasku mehem ba'ale amana. But there were still honest people around. Shne'emad, ki etfos ish ba'achai bet abiv. A person, the pasuk tells a story. A person who is going to greet his brother at that time, and is going to say to him, simla lecha, you have a dress, or a cloak, katsin t'yelanu. We want you to be a leader for us. So what is, what was, what, what is this conversation? Devarim, shebne adam et katsin k'simla. Items that people cover up, like a dress covers up a person. Yeshnam tahat yadecha. You have under your uh, uh, under your hands. That she says nechbain shelo yishalu lehem nefishim bekiim bahem. She's in those days. There was not too much Torah scholarship around. So people, uh, even uh, the scholars, they faked that they were scholars. But they would hide from the people because they didn't want to get asked questions because they didn't know the answers. So it's going to happen where a brother is going to go to his brother and say, you have the items, you have the goods, the goods that are like simla, that people usually cover up because they don't know, you have it under your pocket, which means you are a true Torah scholar, and therefore, and you also have the machshela. What is machshela? My the machshela azot, the varim she'en b'nei adam omdim alem ela em kenik shalu behem yishnam tahajadecha. The subject that people usually do not get it right until they make a mistake first, you have under your arms, which means that's the Torah. Hachamim say that a person doesn't understand the Torah and the Halakha until he makes a mistake once or twice, and then he, from his mistakes he learns what's the right way. And therefore, it's going to be a conversation. Somebody's going to come to his brother and say, listen, you have the goods, you have the Torah, 
When everybody else is hiding underneath that they don't know, you have it. When everybody else, you have the makhshela, you have the subject that you have to make a mistake first in order to get it right, you're already uh, a hakam. And therefore, yes, uh, we want you to be the katim, we want you to be our leader. Be the uh, hakam for us. So she says, You're an expert. So comes the Gibran says, So that fellow is going to make a swear. And he's going to say, I am not going to be, Chovesh literally means uh, 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 girded in the uh, revelry. And in my house, there is no bread. The insimla and no cloak. Lord, to see many katsin. Do not make me a katsin. So the Gemara says, katsin am. Do not make me a leader of the people. Yisa en yisa el lashon shivua. So pasu yisa bayomu. He's going to make a swear. Do not swear falsely. Lo eyechovesh. Lo aiti mechovshem et medrash. Right, he's going to be honest, he's going to answer, listen, you got the wrong guy, I really don't have to ask scholarship. I'm not, I was never in the Beit Midrash, I never girded myself, or locked myself, I should say, or, you know, uh, uh, um, tied myself, Chovesh, in the Beit Midrash. I don't have any knowledge, not Mikra, not Mishnah, and not Gemara. Uh, so therefore you see that even though at the worst time of Yerushalayim, there was for honest people around. The guy's getting a job. We want you to be the leader. You have the Torah. And he's going to come along and say, I swear, I don't have the Torah. I don't know it. I was never in the Bit Midrash. I never learned anything. So they come on to Maybe it's different over there. You know, you have no proof that they're honest. Because if he's going to say, yeah, I have wisdom. They're going to say, okay, give us a hadush. Have it. So therefore, he wants to protect himself from being embarrassed. You have no proof that they're honest. He's going to lie to them and say, yes, I'm a Tamil Hakam, I know everything. He's just going to make himself vulnerable for uh, getting caught. He could have said, you're right, I was a Tamil Hakam, but I forgot my learning. Which is, if he wanted to lie and protect himself, there was a way he could protect himself. Yeah, I used to learn when I was young, but I forgot everything. My lo ehiye chovesh. But what did he mean when he said lo ehiye chovesh? Lo ehiye chovesh klal. Which means, I never went to the Beit Midrash. And therefore, he's going to give an honest answer. Instead of lying and saying, uh, you know, I learned, but I forgot my learning. He said, listen, you got the wrong guy. I never studied. I never went to the Beit Midrash. So at least it's not going to be... A lack, there's going to be imunah, honest people at the time. He needs to us, we have a contradiction. Jerusalem was destroyed only after there was no more honest people around. Prophet says, go look around the streets of Yerushalayim. You can find me one honest man that's keeping the laws of justice. I will forgive and I will, uh, I will have mercy on the um, city. Oh, so make it be mine. Here it says, Mashmah, that they had Imunah. Here it says, Mashmah, that they had Imunah. Lakashiyah, ha-be-devre-torah, ha-be-vasa-umatan. It depends. Devre-torah, you had honest people. Like the story we told above. People are honest. If a guy didn't know Torah, he would say, I don't know. However, when it came to business, matan, there were no honest people left in the time of Yerushalayim, and therefore was destroyed. 
Havmasa matan, Havmetora masa umatan. Betavetora havu. Vetora there was. Bemasa matan, no havu. Tarabanan, Masib, Rabban Yakanan, Ben Zakai, Shayaru Hemal Hamod. It was a story of Rabban Yakanan, Ben Zakai was riding on the donkey. He was riding on the road. Rabbi Alzaman Arak, Mahamed Arak, his student, Rabbi Alzaman Arak, was riding on the donkey behind him. Amar Lord Rabbi. So Rabbi Al-Azad tells Rabbi Yohanan Zakai, Shaneli perik ahadu ma'asim al-kaba. Teach me one perik in ma'asim al-kaba. Amar lo, lokak shaniti lachim velo b'mal-kama b'yahid. Didn't we learn already that we don't teach it to a yahid, to an individual? Eli ibn al-yahacham, even the da'atoh, unless he was on the level. Can it air, Rabbi Yohanan didn't hold that Rabbi Azam al-Arak was on the madriga to learn ma'asim al-kaba. Amar lo, Rabbi, tarshini lo malifanecha davari hachlim matani. Why could you allow me to say something about ma'asim al-kaba that you taught me? Amar lo emor, say something. So the question is, what do you mean? I thought he didn't teach him. Now how can he come along and say that you taught me? So some say that Rabbi Yohanan is saying it b'derich anava. Let me say something that you taught me. You know he didn't teach it to him, but he's giving him kavod uh, to Rabbi Yohanan. Others explain that really Rabbi Yohanan at one point did teach Rabbi Azab bin Arach ma'asim al kaba. But the Gemara says that Rabbi Azab bin Arach went to a certain resort area and he forgot his learning. And now he came back and he remembered his learning, or they prayed for him. So Rabbi Yohanan held at this point, maybe he's not Ra'ui for Ma'asim al Kaba. So Rabbi Yohanan wanted to show Rabbi Yohanan, no, I'm Ra'ui, which means I remember still what you taught me the first time, and therefore allow me to expound a little on the Ma'asim al Kaba. Miyad Yarad Rabbi Yohanan bin Zakai Ma'ala Hamur. So Rabbi Yohanan, when he was about to give the Dirashah, he got off the Hamur. He, he covered himself in the talit, he sat on the rock under the olive tree. What did you get off the hamor for? He said, I don't know what you mean. He said, You're going to give Ma'asim al Kaba. And the Shekhinah is with us. And the Malachim from heaven are around us. It's not careful for me to sit on the Hamor. So he started to open up and give it to Rasha Ma'asim al Kaba. And he started to be done. And a fire came down from the heavens. Which is a, a, a pleasant fire. The fire of the Merkaba came down and started to burn or singe all the trees in the field. And all the uh, trees, or the Malachim that is, started to sing praise to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Hallelujah. Obviously an angel came out of the fire This indeed is the Ma'asim al-Kaba He was mechaven to the truth And others explain that that angel was actually created from the Devet Torah of Ma'asim al-Kaba So the Gibran is saying Which is the angel was saying I am a result of the Ma'asim al-Kaba Which is through the Devet Torah that you just said I was created So therefore he was able to be zochet to create a Malach That means the Torah was obviously emet Amad Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai ben Ashko al Rosho. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai was so impressed He got up and he kissed the student on his head Amar Baruch Hashem Elohei Yisrael Shenatan ben Avram Abinu Sheyodeya Abin Velachkor Veledrosh The Ma'asim Al-Kaba 
bless the God of Israel that gave a descendant of Rabbi Abinu that was able to understand and analyze and be Doresh in Ma'asim The reason why he chose Rabbi Abinu because Rabbi was the first to um, expound and uh, study and explore HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and also he must have explored it to the depths of Ma'asim Kaba. so therefore he calls him a son of Abraham Abinu. Yesh Doresh There's some people that give good dirasha, but they don't keep what they what they teach. Some they keep uh, the mitzvot, but they're not good in the derasha. You do both. You're you say over the good of the Torah, and also you practice it and you keep it. Great fortune are you, Avram Abinu, that El Azab ben Arach has come from your loins. So when this story was told of the Yosho, what happened to Rabbi Hanan and Rabbi Azar? Similar story. Him and Rabbi Yosef were walking on the road. We also want to give a derasha Masim al Kaba. Pata Rabbi Yosho ve Darash ve Oto Ayom Tikufat Tamuz. It was middle of the summer. Tikufat Tamuz. With Kashiru Shemayim Ba'abim. All of a sudden, the cloud, the sky was filled with clouds. V'nere Kemin Keshet Ba'anan. And like a Keshet, uh, a rainbow was seen in the clouds. Now this is a rainbow, not a negative rainbow, but this was a rainbow, yani me'en, uh, the Merkaba, uh, which is a positive sign. And all the angels were gathering, uba'in l'shmawa, to come here to the Rashav Rabbi Yoshua. Kibne Adam, shmet kabbesim, ba'im l'rood, be'zamzume, be'maz, which means at the Samhat Hatam when the, say, the jesters or the uh, clowns go and they make Hatam happy, so everybody comes along and gathers around to see the show. So therefore, over here, also all the angels gathered around to be your show in order to hear the Devret uh, Torah of Ma'ase Mirkaba. Tosfot says, it's the same thing. So Rabbi Yosef went and told the story over to Rabbi Yosef and Zakai. Fortunate are you and fortunate those that bore you. Fortunate are my eyes that had the zikhut to witness this. And I saw... Uh, me, myself, and you, rabbis, and Yosef, we were all in a dream together. Mesubin, and we were reclining. I knew Al Har Sinai, and we were at Sinai, which is I saw our neshamot at Har Sinai. Then, which is like to say, all this the Torah that we said today was actually uh, given to our neshamot at Har Sinai. And I heard a heavenly voice from the shemaim that said, Alu nekan, Alu nekan. Rise up, come up to Olam Abba, all of you. Teraklin Gedolim. There's a great Teraklin, a great hall that is prepared for you. Umasaot naot musaot lachem, and there's uh, like uh, couches and uh, comfortable uh, uh, comforters for you to lie on. You, your students, and your students' students. You're invited to the third level. Third level is a certain madrega in Ganaidana. She says that those are the people that sit in front of Shekhinah. It's called the third level. So therefore, uh, he was uh, impressed, and uh, therefore he told them that they're going to Olam Abba together.
Here we have a contradiction. Which you just told me that the Bilazam and Ara gave over Ma'asim al-Kaba in front of Rabbi Hanan bin Zakai. We have a contradiction. Why? We have a brighter. Rabbi Yoseb, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Shiloshar, Taoten. There were three times in history where a student gave over the Ma'asim al-Kaba or a... Yeah, that Ma'asim al-Kaba was given over from one rabbi to another rabbi. And, and these are them. Rabbi Yoshua and Tzadari Lufira Ban Yohanan bin Zakai. Rabbi Yoshua gave over Ma'asim al-Kaba in front of... Rabbi Akiva gave over in front of Rabbi Yoshua. And Hananya bin Achinai gave over Ma'asim al-Kiva to Rabbi Akiva. So those are three recorded episodes in history that Ma'asim al-Kiva was given over. But it doesn't tell us the story of Rabbi Hazad that gave over in front of Rabbi Hanan. So it's not recorded on the uh, list. So the Gebra says, De'artseh, De'artsu kahashiv. She's be only listing the ones that gave over and it was given over in front of them. De'artseh, they communicated it. De'artsu kameh, and it was communicated to them. De'artseh, but those that gave it over, Ve'lo artsu kameh, but it was not given over to them. Lo kahashiv. Now let's analyze it ourselves. The first story was, Rabbi Yoshua gave it over in front of Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. But Rabbi Yoshua not only gave it over, but he received it. Who did he receive it from? Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva himself to Rabbi Yoshua. Oh, and listen to Rabbi Akiva. Well, Rabbi Akiva gave over. Did he receive? Yes, that's the next one. Hananiah ben Akinai himself to Rabbi Akiva. He received it from Hananiah ben Akinai. So we're only listing people that gave over and received. Whereas Rabbi Azam ben Arach, he gave over, but we don't see that he received. So comes again when it says, Hananiah ben Akinai, Delo Artukameh. What do you mean? The last one, Hananiah ben Akinai. He gave over, we don't see. That it was given over to him, the kahashiva, and it lists him. So the Gemara says, "De arze miya kame man de arze." But at least he gave it over in front of somebody that was given over in front of him, which is he gave it over to the biakiva, whereas the biakiva gave it over. So therefore, you could put Hananya in the in the story over here for the purpose of the Akiva. He gave it over to the Akiva, who in turn gave it over to somebody else. However, in the case of Rabbi Azam and where it says he gave it over in front of Rabbi Hanan, so on both sides, Rabbi Azam and did not hear it from somebody else, so he's not listed, and we don't have Rabbi Yohanan bin Zakai uh, receiving it. From somebody else, right? In the first story over here, it was Rabbi. Uh, actually, we don't see Yohanan giving it over to somebody else. So therefore, uh, we do not list Rabbi Azar bin Adak's story. Let's read that in Nashi. Let's do the third line. Hirtsa devarim daras b'malsem erkabat de'artse ve'artsukame. So we're listing those that gave it over and. Received it. Now the Gibran says, Oh, what about Hananiah bin Haskiyah? Actually, Hananiah bin Hachinai. Although he gave it over, but he did not receive it, and we listed him. Which is even though others did not give it over to him, who he gave it over He gave it over in front of somebody that in turn went and gave it over to somebody else. Which is Rabbi Akiva. 
לכך הוזכק להימנות כאן, משום רבי עקיבא. So you had to put Hananya בן חכינאי for the purpose of רבי עקיבא להודיע שהוא אמצא והחיילים ירצו לפניו. Because to, to validate Rabbi Akiva in the list, you have to show that he received it. Because we're only listing people that gave it over and received it. So you have to put Hananya bin Akhinai for the purpose of Rabbi Akiva. But Rabbi El-Azhar, lo achalim irtsu lefanaf, he did not receive it from others, velo hu irtsah, nor did he give it over lefnim ishir, tzah lefnim achalim. Nor did he give it over in front of somebody to give it over to others. He gave it to Rabbi Akhinai, whereas Rabbi Akhinai, did not uh, give it over to others. Right? He received it from Rabbi uh, Yoshua, but he did not give it over to others to fit in this category why he was not listed. So we only listed the Artsev Artsu Kameh. Those that received, that actually gave it over, communicated it, and it was communicated in front of them. So that would include Rabbi Yoshua. And that would include as well as the B Akiva. Comes Gemara says Tanu Rabbanan. We have a Vraita. Arba'an Echnesu Bepardes. There were four Hakamim, uh, four Tanaim that actually entered the Pardes. Pardes is the orchard, which actually refers to the upper uh, levels in the Shamayim. Uh, it's a Mahlokan exactly. Uh, did they actually go up there? So according to Rashi. That she says that Pardes Alul Raki Ayedeshim, using one of the names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, they actually lifted themselves up, uh, the Neshamot that is, and they went up to take a tour, let's say, of the Shemaim. Tosfot says, Velo Alul Ma'ala Mamash Elayan and Elayim Kemos Shalu. The Chip Pedesh Aruch. According to Tosfot, Mashma was more like a dream that they had. They used a different Shem and they had like a vision of what was going on virtual in the Shemaim. Ve'Eluin. And who were the four rabbis? Ben Azai or Ben Zoma, Aher, that's Elisha Ben Avuya, we'll see what they call them Aher, then Rabbi Akiva, Amar them Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva gave them all a warning before they went and took the store of the Pardes of the orchard. When you're going to get to the spot of the pure marble, that marble was very clear and it looked like water. Don't scream out, oh! We've reached water. Because lies, and those that speak lies cannot stand in front of Akadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, if you're going to say something that's inaccurate, that's a lie. And therefore, we're going to lose our ability to be on this Madriga. So therefore, don't be fooled. When you see these marbles that look like the waves of the water, because it's clear marble, don't say Mayim Mayim, because then we're going to lose the little Madriga. Because it's a sheker. It's a lie. And that was the advice he gave them. Kabbalah says, what happened to the four? Ben Umit. Ben Azai saw the light of the Shekhinah. He couldn't control himself. He looked at it. Amen. His Shema was drawn towards the pleasurable light. And he said, it's better off him to stay up there than come back down. It's difficult. It's painful, so to speak. In the eyes of Hashem, that he has to kill the Hasidim. His Hasidim, as he says, Not because he did anything wrong, because he died young. But he had to die, because it says, You cannot see Agad Baruch and live. But you see, he died a Hasid. But he just wanted to, he, he was too drawn after the light of the Shekhinah. Ben Zomah sees Venefgah. Ben Zuma also looked, but he became Nifka, which means it affected his uh, judgment. He lost his, uh, his clarity, right? It affected him mentally. 
אבל למה כתוב ואומר דבש מסעת אכול דייך פן תוספענו והקעתו שזה יפיין טייסטי הוני eat but do not over eat it until you're satiated because you're going to spit it out which means Ben Zoma went too far he looked at areas that uh, you know he, he took too much of the shekhina or, or whatever he was uh, uh, experiencing and therefore it affected him he was saying if you have something sweet take it in measure but if you take too much of it it's going to have an adverse effect right? that was the story of Ben Zoma Aher Literally it means Ahir went and he chopped down the trees. Since we're comparing this uh, area that they went to the Pardes, which is an orchard, so therefore the way we would say that somebody uh, got uh, uh, ruined, so it's Ketzitz Benetiot. He saw things and he chopped down the trees, which means he misinterpreted what he saw, and therefore he perverted what he saw, and therefore it caused them to go off the, uh, off the path, as we'll see. Rabbi Akiva, Yasab Shalom. Rabbi Akiva, he went in peace, and of course he came down in peace. Now the Gemara says, Shalom, Ben Zoma, there is Ben Zoma question. Ma'u Lasaruse Kalba. Is it permissible to neuter a dog? Now what's the question? To neuter a dog, that's to, uh, to, to, to castrate it. So the question, what's, what's the she'elah? Well, we know by other animals, it's definitely asur to do this. So why is the she'elah by a dog? Because this law is written next to the laws of kurbanot. So we thought that maybe only animals that are da'ui for kurban, or they're da'ui to be exchanged for kurban. So then the law of uh, nitur applies. Or sirus, I should say. Sirusei kalba applies. However, a dog, for sure, is not the for korban, nor is its exchange. That's called the mehir kelef. Which means, if let's say, somebody exchanges a dog for a sheep, that sheep cannot be brought on the mizbeah as well. Because it was an exchange for a dog. And therefore, I might have said that maybe a dog, since it's not in the parasha of korbanot bichlal, so therefore it's not in the parasha of sirus, which is written next to the parasha of korbanot. So that was the question they asked Ben Zoma. Ma'u l'sirus ekabah. Let's read that she. Shalut Ben Zoma. Ma'u l'sirus ekabah. Ho'il l'sirus ekitim. It's the mumek korban. It's written next to the laws of blemishes in an animal. Ve'kelev afilu halipin asuri l'mizbeah. A dog, even its exchange, is forbidden to mizbeah. Mishum me'il kelev. As soon as sarasolo, maybe it's not a law of sirus, does not apply. That was the shalut they asked Ben Zoma. So he came along and answered. The Pasuk says, If an animal is castrated, one cannot bring it on the Mizbayah. And then it says, What is that extra? So he's Doresh. Any animal in your land is going to be asur. So therefore, even in a dog, it's going to be asur to make sus, even though it's not worthy in any uh, degree for a korban, even as an exchange, but still it's subject to the laws of uh, sidrus.